Good morning. Good morning. It's the oddest weather. I, I thought I'd wear my The Last of Us hat so that I could beam my third eye energy towards everyone. A little bit like Vision in Marvel. So I'm just going to... I hope you're feeling that. I thought I had a... Well, you're going to find out how I did that, which was absolutely ludicrous uh, in time. Um, but then I found this other lump just here. And I don't know if you remember. I only saw it on the sort of like compilation of the, I say best bits, but the most embarrassing bits of uh, Barbie Curly Cooks. And I smashed my head. Oh, no, there. Smashed my head against the, uh, uh, what they call extractor fan. Oh, my God. I mean, I carried on dancing because, you know, I'm a pro. But flipping hell, I hurt my head. Leo, you got your account back. Fantastic. We were only saying, we were talking about that yesterday. There was some account, we saw something pop up, and we were like, how does that get away with that? And then meanwhile, poor old Leo, who is an artist, painting nudes, uh, and she gets her she gets her account uh, taken down. Yeah, brained. I got brained. Well done, uh, Leo. That's brilliant news. I'm so pleased for you. Edward Bevington. I did. I got brained. I got brained by the kitchen um, extractor fan. Uh, that that's fab news. Um, do check out Lior on her on her on her Instagram because she is an awesome artist. She really is. Look, there's Rosemary Mahita girl saying exactly the same thing. Um, morning, everyone. How are we all? It's weird here. It, it was literally torrential rain whilst I was going through all the papers and subclipping everything, and now the sun's out, and there's a train strike. And Dawny Harvey, I don't know. What with my head, I don't know how the extractor fan is in one piece. I don't know. It's all quiet, as I'd like to say, on the Western Front. I'm presuming and hoping that Nads and the gang have had a nice time. I don't know why. I'm imagining they've gone to some kind of glamping place somewhere near Liverpool. And I'm, I'm imagining Tenko. Are you, do you remember Tenko, that series? Hi, Gabby. How are you, sweetie? Um, you know, te yeah, Tenko. I don't know why. I've just, I've just got visions of, I don't know. Kaz kind of, I don't know, getting them all to do camp exercises. I don't know, tits, she's kind of more like, a, she's quite general-like, but in that kind of, you know, way that very beautiful general, kind of, you want them to kind of tell, give you orders. Hannah, it's just ethereal. She's going to be like the, just, she's just a spirit of goodness. And Nadia, Nadia, she's going to be, I don't know. She's going to be doing the she's going to be doing the camp entertainment, isn't she? She's going to be on stage. Happy birthday, Sandra. Hope you're well. Um, I hope you had a good day. Um, oh, Sue Wood, sending you sending you lots of love. I'm pleased. I'm pleased you received the card. Um, sorry about your news. Um, so, Ruth Bainford, my family are out today, so I'm enjoying a day on my own. Ruth, there is something rather trottingly brilliant, isn't there, about not having to beat to anyone else's drum. It's fantastic. Okay, well, look, obviously, happy birthday, Sandra. Uh, obviously, we we have a trot through the papers. We're going to see, we start semi, well, we start serious, semi-serious, I'm delirious, and then we kind of move towards the more sort of, I don't know, interesting, silly, thought-provoking. But the front of the papers, what a boring bunch of papers they are today. Uh, the Guardian, don't abandon, abandon clean air policies, warn scientists. I mean, obviously, that's not boring, it's important, but... Crikey, but I think more important is the the England women's football team, um, you know, moving ever closer towards the final. That's got to be exciting, hasn't it? Um, 
front of the eye, pole boost for Starmer as Sunak backtracks on net zero. Um, okay, so we've got the fight over the climate. Time to get off the fence over Ulez, Keir told. Um, the idea that the ULEZ, you know, charge is going to destroy um, Labour chances of winning in London. We'll act on every crime. The police have suddenly said something that's very easy to say, but almost impossible to do. They're going to respond to every single crime that occurs in the country. Easy to say. Um, uh, there's the chap who was at sea for months. Um, Daily Telegraph, council tax double for second homeowners. We're going to talk about that briefly as, we, as we're coming up. I don't entirely see a problem with that. Um, not now, pesky Ice Age killers. Um, this is the Daily Star. I, I thought of pulling this and then I thought I didn't want to make you all shit yourselves, basically. Um, this is the idea that as the permafrost and the, glow, and the, and the planet sort of thaws, um, all sorts of pesky, horrible kind of pa uh, pathogens uh, and viruses are going to be released from the earth. Just when we thought things were getting, you know, relatively sensible and nuclear war wasn't a possibility, AI wasn't going to kill us all, UFOs weren't going to sort of land any minute. But, you know, now we've got now we've got four, 46 million year old worms carrying the flu. Um, so, yeah, be careful. Um, so that's uh, that's there. And uh, this story, actually, I pulled a bit of this because I thought this this was just horrendous. The this is. Bulger, the you know James Bulger um, story, and this is apparently on TikTok. Uh, an AI-generated video has been uploaded of the boy describing uh, what happened, and this just made me think: just because you can, doesn't mean you should. To see his little face moving when he's no longer here is disgusting. And this is where I think AI is really, you know, AI footage, you know, deep fake and all that kind of stuff. I just really unsettling and disturbing and horrible. Yeah, dude, it's disgusting. Um, and so, so yeah, and you know, th this technology is so lifelike. I don't know if you remember seeing those photos. There were those photos recently, weren't there? Of, uh, I mean, they're not entirely uh, inaccurate in what could happen, but there was Donald Trump being arrested and sort of fighting with a crowd, and there was the the Pope in a kind of you know sort of puffer jacket, wasn't there, or something, kind of fighting the wind or something. You know, they're very, they're very good. And it's just like just because you can doesn't mean you should. And this just must be so so upsetting. For the Bulger family, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, I don't think these people understand the upset they're causing. Um, it's just, just awful. Um, TikTok said last night it had taken down a number of videos the Mirror had brought to its attention. Uh, TikTok said, we want TikTok to be a welcoming place for everyone we can do. I mean, look, there is always going to be a problem that there's there's a speed thing. It's like, how speedily can they get footage down or content down? I get it. But they can speedily hit for copyright infringement. So they must be able to get, you know, if a complaint just comes in, there's got to be a more responsive system. Anyway, it's just, again, it's the brutalism. We've talked about it before. There seems to be a sort of, has some part of our DNA culturally, not everyone, obviously, but is there an increasing part of our sort of cultural DNA that's just being removed, which is compassion and warmth and heart and not a desire to pull people down? I don't, has something happened? Is there something in our coffee? I don't know. But then, of course, you know, you say that and everyone goes, oh, yeah, but everyone does it. And, uh, so people are so boring. 
Don't get me started. Oh, look, there's a squirrel. We're going to talk about squirrels later. Squirrel burgers and all that kind of stuff. Um, this story captured, in fact, a lot of you were quite distressed and upset by the footage that we showed yesterday that was obviously popping around on a lot of the news websites of a little dachshund, dachshund or sausage dog uh, called Twiglet. That's <laughs> sweet, isn't it? Uh, who got stolen by an armed intruder. And it was a bit distressing because you could see that Twiglet knew he was a bad one, didn't he? Well, we've got good news. We like a happy ending, don't we? I like a happy ending. Twiglet's dog nap ordeal. Um, terrified pet stolen from a home is reunited. But what I love about this story is it was a person um, saw that Twiglet was for sale. So the, the, the robbers, the burglars, obviously moved quickly, which is obviously the way with these kind of dogs. Uh, they were selling Twiglet for £700. Someone bought it and then handed it back to its owner. Isn't that sweet? Terrified pet stolen from home is reunited with family by Good Samaritan who paid thieves £700. Puppy stolen by armed brought home within 24 hours. So, you know, that will really make... Look at, look at that. Look at that. Joe Vindis is the woman's name. Just, just a sweetie. And I like a happy ending. I just thought I thought you'd like that because I know a lot of you were kind of a, a little bit distressed by the footage. Um, this oh, hang on, yo, this story. Well, that's a photograph of. I think that's a photograph of St. Ives. Yeah, it is. Um, this story is about them. Uh, councils, certain councils around the country are going to be allowed to uh, double. Is that right? Yeah, I think double their council tax um, on second homes. And I think this could prove to be a crucial lifeline to parts of the country that uh, us chatter, and we include ourselves in it, it's chattering cloth is kind of, you know, uh, Islington wankers and all the rest of it, although it isn't just Islington wankers, it's Croydon Cox and all the rest of us. Everyone goes on holiday because they love these places. It's not just, you know, I do think we need to get away from this idea that people go to these places to destroy them. That's not the case. People go to these places to enjoy them. Look at our Cornish capers. We relish them and relish the regionality of these places. It's not just about ploughing them. But of course, the cumulative effect of everyone going there has that impact. I think if I was Cornish, I'd get pissed off about people um, buying up second homes and then leaving them empty uh, and then just, you know, using them for holiday lets. And I think when you're looking at a, a, um, a region like Cornwall that's incredibly poor, although obviously its tourist industry is one of its main sort of, you know, industries, uh, the idea that revenue could be brought in from something like this for a section of the community, I guess, who have enough disposable income to be able to afford a second home. So I think I personally think this is really good. Uh, other areas that um, look like they could, you know, have a real uptick in, in income from this is North Yorkshire, Herefordshire, Westmoreland and Furness. What do you think? I, th I think it's reasonable. No, um, I think it's reasonable to... Um, because, of course, you know, second houses and all that kind of stuff drive up the house prices. I mean, we were walking down a street in, in our Cornish Capers. Um, exactly, Sarah James. If you've got a second home, shouldn't you be able to afford it? I, I totally agree. Um, um, we were walking down one road in the little, you know, sleepy village of, of St. Ives or Harbour Town of St. Ives. And there was one street and we were like, oh, look, that's owned by that kind of whatever the letting, whatever the letting company was. Um, sounded like a bell being rung, didn't it? Um, and the whole street was. And you think, 
well, where's everyone got? Okay, so there will have been the one hit where whoever owned that will have sold it, but they won't have sold it for what it's worth now. Do you know what I mean? And so you do get these, yeah, look, Char Charlene Evans, the second home crisis in Cornwall is huge. Not enough houses to rent or buy it. You know, maybe with this revenue from, um, you know, doubled council tax on second homes, maybe more affordable housing could be built. And it should, and I think rules have to come in that people can't, I think there should be rules that you can't have second houses. I don't know. It just strikes me as a bit, it's a bit extra, as the kids would say. It's a bit extra. Who's on threads? I don't think it's going very well over on threads. We were very excited about it. Incredibly excited about it. But it's kind of like, I mean, I get it. Well, I tell you what's happened for me. I, 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 and whilst I say this, I want you to tell me so many second homes in Southwold, so many places. Commie talk, exactly, Edward Bevington. Um, threads, uh, you know, Facebook or Meta's uh, answer to Twitter. My relationship with threads now is like a microwaved, rapid, sped up version of where I got to in about two months with Twitter, which is what's the point? Who's listening? Why? I mean, I quite like its interface. I quite like its, I don't know, posting stuff. It looks nice. There's something about it. I like the design. I prefer it to Twitter. Twitter feels a bit shambolic. But I've noticed that a lot of people that, you know, like I follow or that post on all the other platforms, I notice they've just stopped popping, uh, posting on it. I mean, we, we you know, I, we copy stuff over. We try and kind of pop stuff over from, you know, Instagram. But it does feel like it's a place you go to as a last thought. Where, and I'm trying to create a whole lot you're bored with it. I'm trying to kind of understand what it can do. Anyway, this, this, this is a story that, oh, Zuckerberg, I think whilst in the middle of training to kick um, a, a dummy, a, a dummy, a head, the, the dummy, a dummy head, which looks like Elon Musk. Apparently, he was in mid kick as his leg came up because you know they're training for. That. I'm joking, um, but a recording reveals that, um, according to Zuckerberg, uh, Threads is struggling. It's lost. Get this: half of its 100 million users already lost. Me too. Twitter or Zitter or Exitter or whatever it is. Yeah, no, it's not doing well. Twitter's going down too. So could we be looking at the end of platforms, unlike things like YouTube, and I think Facebook is the same, and Instagram, where you can post, or TikTok, where you can post, I don't know, sort of, I mean, the thing that never ceases to amaze me is that we all just, people will go, oh, TikTok, TikTok. And then I look at some of the stuff that the kids see and watch and on uh, the No Name Sunday show, we do a little kind of section where we look at online stuff. There is so much creativity out there. There's so much innovation. I was talking to an artist this morning, Pascal. You know, there's so much creativity. Lior, that, you know, it's a great window into creativity and art. It's a great tool for art. All of these platforms, there, there's a huge amount of creativity and experimentation. Um, interesting point, YouTube says, makes there. Twitter grew on the back of populism and anger. I liked, what I think I liked about the idea behind Threads was that it was meant to be sort of warm and cosy. And I'm thinking, rather than maybe saying Threads is unravelling, which I think is quite, it's quite a good title that, isn't it? You've got, you've got to give, who's this? The Times. You've got to give the Times a due there. Good title. Um, instead of saying Threads is unravelling, maybe, you know, yes, there was a surge, but maybe the people who stay there are kind of chilled. It's chilled. Laurel Nichols, Instagram has become a promotional tool for businesses. Um, here's another way of looking at Instagram. You're right, but I think here's another way of looking at it. Do people watch television and sit there and complain about the financial structure of broadcasting when an advert comes up? No. You just accept it's one of those kind of, it's annoying. It's annoying when an advert gets like with this. But it's, it's revenue generating, isn't it? It's just, it's just it's life. 
It's life. Yeah. It's a way of promoting businesses. But if those businesses are of interest, go go to the stuff. Oh, I've got a bit of glitter. I've got a bit of glitter. I think I've got a bit of glitter there. I think it's from Barbie. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think so there's a surge and it's backed off. But I have to confess, I do, I sort, I do go to threads and I sort of think, uh, I want to do something clever here, but I don't know what. You know what I mean? Um, what's this story? Anger as Netflix posts £700,000 AI job. Um, if you're into your movies and films and all that sort of stuff, um, uh, you know, there's an actor strike, there's a writer's strike. A lot of the stuff that they're sort of striking over is the increasing potential use of AI, both in terms of actors and obviously in terms of writers. And there's anger that the timing, and Netflix is one of the major studios or streamers that they're, um, what is that? Bloody, got a bit of glitter, sorry. Um, is one of the streamers that, you know, the, a lot of the actors are, and, and these unions are fighting against. Um, they've posted, <laughs> provoked a backlash by posting an advert for an artificial intelligence expert with an annual salary of £700,000. Um, timing. Read the room, Netflix. Read the room. You want to get the actors back, back, on, back in front. I mean, I mean, are we looking at a situation where the, they're, they're really going to suggest something along the lines of, um, they're suggesting something along the lines of, we're going to uh, create AI um, actors and AI scripts. It's weird, isn't it? Weird. Um, Sorry, just just check this. Just have a chat amongst yourselves for a moment. Oh. Uh, sorry, just... Oh, look, they're on their way to the station. Um, if they have actors, why do they need AI? Because I think they're going to create AI actors. Um, what's this? Oh... Killer, but oh yeah, they, I mentioned this briefly yesterday. Killer, but this is just where does where does our sort of fast fashion go? Cast off clothes go. Those you know those clothes banks that you get in car parks, and you think, yeah, I'm doing something meaningful here. This is good. I'm beginning to wonder whether the recycling of things like clothes. Look at these poor kids here. They, they, the subtitle here says these girls could die if they simply tilt their necks the wrong way. Um, this is in Ghana. Um. I, I think I'm going to just stop using those food. You think that those food uh, clothes banks are working, but I just I don't necessarily think that they are. Um, you know, look, at, just just look at this. It's just awful. Women risking death by carrying 55 kilogram bales of cast off clothes for just 80 pence a day. Where does it all go? Where are they carrying it to? And if they burn it, they burn it. Imagine. Imagine where all that goes to. It's just, you know, and again, I'm, so I'm just thinking charity shops, charity shops. Um, BFI IMAX has extended dates for the 70 more presentation of Oppo. Hurry, though, says MeTube. Um, a very specific uh, Weekly Rushes Popcorn Junkies-ish special thingy chat is going up in about an hour and a half, all about Barbenheimer and, and how we're satting, sit, satting, sitting at a moment, I think, an inflection point, potentially, in film and cinema. So for any movie lovers, head over there later. I, I really want your opinions. Pop them underneath. It get, I get a bit contentious about the whole thing. Um, if you're going to the beach in Britain, obviously that's that tragic story. If you're going to the beach in Britain, be careful if you see dead birds. Um, I can't remember where we were somewhere last year. Uh, could it be Campbell Sands? There were 
dead seagulls every I'm not joking it was getting worrying there were dead seagulls everywhere dead seagulls everywhere it would be an exaggeration to say they were falling from the sky but when you were driving along little narrow country roads you were having to dodge them all the time so if you see any don't touch them call the RSPB British beachgoers are being warned to stay away from sick or dead birds because you know sometimes everyone has in their family Maddie's as someone who wants to look after a, a poor little bird we saw one whilst we were in um, Spain and we wanted to look after this baby pigeon, which, or not baby, a uh, pigeon with one leg. And it was like, no, 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 we mustn't, we mustn't. It's like, you know, you've got, you're going ha- to have a little snow white in your family. Don't let them run up to birds and, and look after them on the beach. Uh, this story today, Euros are coming home. Oh, who could forget that moment where a chap popped a banger between his buttocks and let it go bang? Um, this is interesting. What I find funny about this is Euros are coming home. UK set to be the 2028 host. Guess why? No one else is competing for it. No one, no one else is bidding for it. And it's that thing, isn't it, when you're kind of left holding something that you don't really want to be holding. I think maybe the UK and Ireland need to pause before they press the green button on this and go, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely have the uh, Euros in 2028 and go, why does no one else want them? Perhaps the cost. Perhaps all that kind of, you know, perhaps it's a poison chalice. Do you know what I mean? So the Euros look like the Euros are coming home. Um, more drunks in the streets. More chaps like him at the bottom, firing bangers out of his ass. Oh, oh to be British. Oh, I don't know. That's why no one else wants it. Look at this woman here. This woman is remarkable. Meet Maud Johnson. Maud Johnson. This woman has reached 100 years old. She's a cent- centen- centenarian. I thought it was centurion, wasn't it? Um, oh no, that's a Roman soldier. She, guess what? She, guess what the secret of her success is? Can you guess what the secret of her success is? No, it hasn't been a lifelong diet of rumpy pumpy. Uh, I've managed to not talk about sex for twenty-two minutes. It's quite something. Um, what's the secret of her success? Why? How do you think she's got to a hundred? She's got to a hundred. She's a woman after my own heart. This one. She drinks 24 cans of Coke a week. No exaggeration, which amounts to 400 litres of Coca-Cola that she drinks every year. Oh, and the odd glass of red wine. This woman, like my nanny Thelma, is proof that whilst most things, yes, can cause and create all sorts of kind of problems, obviously, you know, there are health issues with so many things. My nan sustained herself to the age of 93 on, I was quite surprised actually, the most boring flavour of Walker's Crisps, ready salted. I'd have thought she, and Turkish Delight, the pink, the purple Turkish Delights, um, just gone through that and it's, uh, uh, oh, just one second. Oh, okay, brilliant. Sorry, just issues with trains and getting around the country. Um, what was I saying? Yes, she got she sustained herself on Turkish delight and packets of minstrels. That's why I loved going there because I'd always go into her drawers and find minstrels. Yummy, yum, yum, yum. Um, it's pop gives me pep. That's the headline there. It's pop, she says, gives me pep. 
But does she huff and puff? That's a good point. When she gets up, hang on a minute, let's see where we're all at today. Yeah, no, it's 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 a bad one today. It's a bad one. Um, what's this? Uh, so let's have a look. What have we got here? Yeah, that's so she 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 doesn't huff and puff, but she drinks a lot. Mitch Glitch leaves Americans asking if it's geronot. I've never seen this word before. Has anyone heard of it? Geron gerontocracy. Basically, this is the idea that all all the American politicians are too old. And this is now. I'm going to give a warning. If you if you don't like, a lot of people have asked to watch this. This is this is the what they're calling the Mitch glitch. Uh, this is Mitch McConnell who had a moment's absence, if you like, uh, whilst uh, on the hill, as they say, at the Capitol the other day. This is the footage. I'm going to show the footage now. McConnell has stopped speaking abruptly during a press event at the U.S. Capitol this morning. Fellow Republicans came to the 81-year-old's aid. Senator John Barrasso, who previously worked as a physician, had to walk him away from the cameras. Okay, Mitch. Anything else you want to say? I'm sure it's good back to you. Do you want to say anything else to the press? Let's go back to you. Go ahead, John. He doesn't look well. A few minutes later, he returned to the lectern to declare that he was fine, but uh, he was silent for a long while. while So sad, isn't it? Now, of course, you know, Americans are asking if it's if it's if it's leadership are too old. I mean, Biden, Biden is. um, Oh, Sorry, just quickly. Uh, Hazel, I hope you're feeling well. Hazel, I hope you're feeling well. Sorry, there you go. Um, Elliot Gonzalez, it's not about age, it's about how you carry your age, how well or unwell you are at any age. I absolutely agree. I do think there's an aspect creeping in to some, though, where rather unfairly, I think because they're in the public eye, and I think this, it's like, you know, look, there is a, there, regardless of what you think of his politics, there's a vulnerable old man, someone's father, someone's grandfather, son, you know, standing there, vulnerable. I mean, there's no two ways about it, regardless. But he kept, when he did come straight back out, it wasn't in that clip. I saw one of the journalists around him said, can you please explain what happened just then? And and I, th- I thought, wow, God, that's quite a direct, quite, I mean, imagine being, imagine, yeah, there is a bit more. Imagine being the, um, the journalist who asked that question. Tough, a tough, tough bit of questioning there just to sort of hit him. But I think it is that idea that, you know, it, over a certain age, is there a certain point at which, how do we, how do we not be ageist and say you can't do this, but also at the same time recognize that what comes with age is a sort of, blunting of uh you know um the blunting of sharpness and 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 what, and what have you uh keely Wendell, he seems to have gone downhill very quickly love him who will win love island marks is sarah parsons i'm going to be talking about that in a little bit uh this other story here just to show this is this is curious i just saw this teacher sacked from christian school for getting this is in america for going to see a drag show she's been fired from a private christian school in texas after it ruled she'd breached a requirement to be godly. Um, she she was not godly enough in going to a drag show and she was uh, fired. Um, 
which is interesting. It's just another reminder that there are huge swathes of America. It's interesting, even like with Barbie and Oppenheimer doing well at the box office, they're not doing well in huge sort of swathes of Central America. They, you know, just it's just it's you know you're dealing with a different different religiosity in America. Uh, hi, Jill Taylor. Quite sub. We love you for being quiet and just being there. Thank you very much. Hope you have a lovely, lovely weekend. Only in America on a free time can't watch a show. Just OM- OMG Anaconda. Um, it's just the uh, just the post landing there. Uh, what's this story here? What have I got? Oh, over egged cooking times. Re- now, has anyone else found that eating chicken these days is really freaking boring? I find chicken boring. Oh, what was it? Four chicken breasts? I mean, you know, it's a ludicrous amount of money now if you get chicken breasts. Get get a chicken and cut and chop it up into pieces. But my God, most chicken that I've eaten, obviously not the chicken that Nadia cooks, is is tough. It's t- if I do a quick one or and co- or, or cook a chicken, cook a chicken. Does anyone remember me oiling a chicken? Sometimes I can't work out. Maybe Gabby, you can remember that. I can't work out if that was a sort of a nightmare? Did it happen? I don't know. Um, anyway, this is the story that customers are eating dry, tasteless meat as shops tell them, tell chefs to keep bird in oven for up to an hour too long. And we've got the times down the bottom there. Look, shops, imprecise cooking times. Lidl. <gasps> Where's Dina? Oh. Lidl uh, say to cook for 56 minutes too long. Uh, They suggest cooking 90 for 95 minutes when the actual cooking time should be 39. Tesco, 50. Waitrose are the closest. There there is a heightened caution, isn't there, around cooking meat. And I like rare steak. I like succulent meat. I don't like, I mean, weirdly, I don't like things like, it's etched in Leanne Jovi's memory. Sorry about that. Yeah. so, yeah, you know, I'm wondering whether a little bit like, you know, uh, use by dates where there's a heightened sense of caution. I, I worry that maybe people are just saying, you know, cook the fuck out of this chicken uh, because we just want to make sure you're healthy. But it actually tastes disgusting. Um, uh, I can't bear raw meat to look at. Never mind touch it, says Dawny Harvey. Did anyone else have this? This is a curious thing. My granddad used to go to the uh, butchers and uh, used to get sliced ham and they'd slice it on the machine. And he would get whatever other bits of meat that he was getting. And he'd put them on the back seat of his car, a little mint-coloured Volvo um, in the 70s. I would sit in the back of the car, kicking my little kind of... I would be wearing shorts. I'd have my strange, knuckly little knees, one of them with a hole, because Perry Radford tried to hammer a a nail through it. Uh, And I'd waggle my knees, and I'd look at the ham. And then I'd do this really weird thing. Does anyone else have this? Where Imagine this deep heat thing is ham. I'd go... I couldn't stop pressing it. I just couldn't. Oh, bloody. It is glitter, isn't it? I couldn't stop squeezing it. What does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know. Worries me. Oh. Love the chicken we have here in Sweden, but abroad, mostly a vegetarian. Yeah, I'm anaconda. Uh, Claudia Egan wants the chicken isn't pink. All of it's cooked. Uh, yeah. That's just a sensory thing, is it, Sarah Witherington? Keely Wendell, I think that's a you thing. That's Keely. No, I think that's just you, Donnie Harvey. Okay, all right, clear. I'll push on from that one. So uh, yeah, so you just just I don't know who do you ask though. If the packet says cook it for this long, I mean, who do you ask? Do you, I mean, when I'm when Nandy's not around, I stand in the kitchen, and go, who do I ask? Can't ask my mum. She wouldn't know. 
she she overcooks and taste for pest control. Here you go. Try a squirrel burger. The star of a television farming show is planning to serve up squirrel burgers. Gareth Wynne Jones, who's branded grey squirrels as pests, and uh, grey squirrels can legally be caught and killed in the UK. Uh, he plans to make the squirrel meat into patties and serves that serve them up as burgers at a pop up restaurant um, at the Welsh Game Fair. It's game. Is that why it's called game? Do you think? Is it called game? Because it, you've got to be game to eat it. Gloria Chesham, it's like eating a rat. Absolutely. Who wants a rat burger? Squirrel burgers? I bet they, I mean, look, just don't overcook them because otherwise you may as well eat chicken. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe under, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe Carpaccio of Squirrel who, it'd be quite, I'm looking at one out there right now and he doesn't know I'm talking about his ilk being basically turned into a burger. Yeah, I'm talking, yeah, you, yeah. Oh my God, he's just picked up the chainsaw. Oh my God, he's just gone up the stepladder. Oh, actually, I need that branch cut off, yeah. They're quite helpful, the squirrels around here, actually. Um, we touched upon this yesterday. This is the James Martin story. Uh, TV bosses fury over bullying Chef Martin after tirade of F-words. Uh, there he is, co- uh, overcooking his chicken there massively, isn't he? I mean, he's obviously uh, one of the uh, let's, let's eat tough chicken brigade. Um, but yeah, this is the story. TV bosses fury over. But he says his cancer worry left him stressed. Now, I'm not for a minute suggesting that that's not the case. Doesn't do you not feel that when someone's done something perhaps naughty or they've they've done something where they've overstepped the mark or something like that, and then they quite quickly come out with a yeah, but I was feeling this and this. It's a bit like with a kid. You kind of it might be true, but you kind of for a moment you go that still doesn't justify it. That that's what I felt. That's what I felt. When I, I I saw this as a kind of softening the. The blow, trying to get a little bit of, no, no, not that he's not going through what he's going through, for sure. But lots of people have bad news and they don't swear like a nutter. Do you get me? Um, but you know what? Maybe he's just pissed off about chicken. I, I, I think if he'd owned it a bit more and said, look, I'm really, I'm really, you know what? I've committed my life to cooking and everyone's overcooking their chicken. And if I'm really honest, it really fucking annoyed me and I lost my shit. I, I'd almost have more time for that. Let's, let's go back to him. Look, there, there he is. There's, there's an image here of him. That's him trying to hide the chicken that he's overcooked. And that's him burning. I think that's him burning the call sheet from the crew that he swore at. Uh, I think Jeremy Clarkson has come out somewhere in one of the papers, somewhere going, oh, I understand it. TV crews are a bunch. Of... Do you remember Jeremy Clarkson punched a producer, didn't he? Do you remember that? Ultrasound bra that could detect breast cancer earlier. I think that's a cracking idea though isn't ultrasound itself carcinogenic is that right isn't isn't the idea that if you have too many scans of anything it's a bad thing i don't know is ultrasound one of those or maybe ultrasound isn't um but this idea sounds like a good one an ultrasound patch attached to a bra could help detect breast cancer cancer more quickly in women at high risk um I, I, I love tech develops like that. Um, it's really, this is probably really important news, certainly to uh, the piranha community. Piranhas are about to get a facelift. Piranhas are misunderstood victims, not villains, say Zoo. You know, obviously we all think of piranhas and we all... Say piranha when you're in the sea as a parent, <laughs> if you're mean like me. And kids just, they run. They run like mad, even though you'll say things like, it's all right, they only, they only, they're only in the, the Amazon River, they're only in South America. You, you say piranha, the word piranha, when I was a kid, who remembers the film piranha? 
quite imagining it. Or was there a film called Piranhas in which the piranhas flew out of the, flew out of the water? Flying piranhas. Am I imagining that? Flying fish. There's something really unsettling about a flying fish, isn't there? Oh, anaconda. Ultrasound is not bad for you. That is a brilliant thing then. I'm just realizing flying fish are one of the scariest things I think I've ever seen. Their teeth, anyway, piranhas. Yeah, their teeth are huge. You go to the zoo and you go right up and you're like, oh my God, they really have got great big gnashes. Uh, but a zoo is trying to dispel myths. Chester Zoo, home to red-bellied piranhas. And apparently they've got footage of the zookeepers just lying on their backs, stroking the piranhas on their bellies. Yeah. Applying suntan lotion, all sorts of things. Um, they're hoping that the arrival of 40 of the fish can give the species some positive publicity. Chester Zoo says this. This is crucial. The narrative that's been unfairly attached to piranhas is one of a brutal predator with a fearsome reputation, but that's certainly not the case. They're very much misunder, at which point it goes to dot, 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 and there's just, like, gurgling sounds. You've got to be careful around piranhas, guys. got to be careful. Uh, there's an interesting piece here. This is kind of more of a think piece. Maybe we should talk about this on Coffee Money next week. Seeing the funny side of trauma. Comedy shows centered on abortion and assault prove laughter can be the best form of therapy. I think this is true. I think this is absolutely true. You know, laughing at something, turning... The problem with turning trauma into comedy is... I think what ends up happening is people... So say you've been assaulted in some awful way and you turn it into comedy. Other people who can't find humor in it will see you as throwing shade on it and minimizing it it's like you know some every now and then i'll say i'm having a bipolar moment and i remember once upon a time someone going oh you can't say that it's so disrespectful and it's like well it's a description it's how i'm dealing with my bipolar but you know it's the difference between what might be your way of making something funny or dealing with something dark humor gallows humor i love gallows humor in it's my, around alcoholism if i didn't have a gallows sense of humor around it uh, I'd, I'd drink a bottle of vodka. Well, I wouldn't, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? And I think different people, but some people can't cope with it. Faith Goodman, I think it's about timing. That's interesting, yeah. Uh, Zoe Agnew, oh my God, this is me. I have such dark humour. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I, so this is just a piece. I'm going to read this in more detail. I think we should do it next week. Comedy shows, as I say, uh, Crystal Evans, um, Charlotte Antilly, Lily Burton, all broach difficult so personal subjects in their comedy shows covering death, sexual assault, and abortion. I th and I also think, you know, comedy around these sort of topics allows us to puncture the taboo. And I think laughing about dark stuff is a real way. It's cathartic. It's got to be cathartic. It allows us to sort of release. It's like it's like sharing in the lunacy of life. I mean, at the end of the day, when you get to the end of your life and you, you've just been really serious about everything, you're not going to get some great big gold star from someone on your chest. Go, oh, well done. You were really serious about life, weren't you? Fuck that shit. Let's be stupid. That's what I say. We, it, we're a long time dead. We're a long time dead. Uh, what's this story? What have I brought here? I can't even... Oh, yeah, no, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do that. It's a bit depressing. Um, what's this? Oh, this is interesting. Seismic Swift. Taylor Swift's show was so loud that it registered on uh, the Seattle um, Richter scale. Basically... Uh, Taylor Swift caused an earthquake. <laughs> um, followers of Taylor Swift seem to have taken inspiration from a song, Shake It Off. Um, her, her concert generated a 2.3 magnitude earthquake. The only time that's happened here was when Dina farted during the Curly Cooks. None of you noticed, but the camera started to shake. 
things were shook. Seismic swift. Did you get that? I think they're trying to suggest there that she's farting. Look at the way they've got her sort of slightly bent and then they've got that sort of guy, uh, Richter kind of thing going. Imagine that. Scientists uncover the genes behind animal virgin births. I mean, why? They've managed to help um, fruit flies. Female fruit flies' genes have been altered so that they can clone themselves and reproduce without fathers. Game over, boys. Ken is all you're going to get. You either either sign up to Ken or you're done, I'm afraid. I'm afraid that's your lot. We're not needed, as the fruit flies have proven. Um, what have we got here? I'm all stagged out. I thought this originally said I'm all shagged out. But this is a chap who's done 56 stag do's in 18 months and is now paying off a £50,000 bill. It made me think you could do a sort of journey and travel, a travelogue, a travel show. Uh, going around the world in like 160 stag do's. Just call it the hangovers or something. Um, uh, squeals on the bus as the couple go up. I saw this last week. A shameless couple shot passers by after having sex on the top floor of a double-decker bus. Footage shows the woman straddling a man at the rear of the top deck as the bus goes through a junction. They must be exhibitionists because there couldn't be any fun in that at all, could there? Surely. Um What's this one here? Uh, fans don't love Love Island anymore. This is a bit worrying, isn't it? This one down here. Uh, what is this? Love Island has lost its attraction. 79% of fans switching off. I'll tell you exactly why this is. Love Island, even to me, seems is, is seeming increasingly sort of tamer when you go to the streaming uh, platforms and uh, streamers and you see things like Too Hot to Handle, all this kind of stuff. There's a lot more arresting stuff going on. Like if that's what people are after, arresting stuff. Um, and also, given the right, the one negative, potentially positive for some byproduct of the writer strike is that there's going to be more and more of that kind of reality TV as actors and writers aren't needed. Though you could argue someone needs to write the gumph that's said between the links. Uh, and finally, a little update on Katie Price. She's had so much work done. Now her face, facial recognition isn't working on her phone. Um, she says it, not us. Uh, new look after ops blocks her mobile. She can't get into it with her face. Let's just hope she's remembered her PIN number. And don't forget, don't use the PIN number 1234. Um, and some photographs here. This is quite, this is actually a very serious photograph. This, this photograph here is, um, this is people trying to clear up uh, uh, the cathedral in Odessa, which was hit by a Russian missile. I, there was just something about this photo that was really disorientating. Because, of course, it's been hit by a bomb. I thought it was a painting. But that is people, and so the sort of architectural kind of slant at the back is actually from bomb destruction. I thought that I thought that was actually a painting. But this looks like a Renaissance painting, doesn't it? It's a photograph, sadly, of people clearing up after a bomb strike at the cathedral in Odessa. Um, this is a uh, site-specific sculpture at the at a church in um, Liverpool. Is it Liverpool Cathedral? Yeah. Um, and it's uh, seven columns all representing DNA and wrapped around all of them are individual photos. So if you're anywhere near Liverpool, in Liverpool, head along. Uh, I think Nadia was near there. I was suggesting that she and the girls pop along and have a look. It looks quite striking, doesn't it? Um, Oula Large, the largest uh, croissant uh, is a bakery's 25 pound giant croissant. A posh bakery is selling Britain's biggest croissant, but it will set you back a tasty 25 pounds. Um, you could almost use it. You could literally use it as a pillow, couldn't you? As a it's a it's a croissant pillow. Um, and they've also got a pano chocolat. <laughs> I love that. She looks very happy with her pano chocolat. 
Um, and finally, a wonderful photo to end on. This chap here, artist Will Ferguson, uses an illuminated drone to create a magnificent blue spiral at night. Um, but uh, the so-called light painting led people and uh, locals in Somerset to call the authorities thinking that they'd seen UFOs. Uh, so there you go, guys. There you go. That's like Jane Bentley. Love our city. The key cathedral always does installations like this. Yeah, and there was somewhere else. I can't remember where that has a sort of full replica of the moon or Mars or something, a globe in it. Anyway, there you go, guys. I hope that was a little trot through the papers. That's what you're missing or not missing in the papers today. Um, we will see you later. Don't forget, it's a live No Name Sunday show tomorrow. Um, some movie chat will be going up on the channel later today and vlogs will be coming. Um, have a lovely, lovely rest of the day. And I hope the weather